Gang, since they opened in 2012, I've been talking about the amazing rehearsal spaces and fabulous recording studio at Space Rehearsal and Recording here in Austin. Well, gang, Space has upped their game over the last couple of years and added a couple of new factions. One is a video production studio. Space ATX has taken the major leap forward in their evolution to serve Austin's music community with their new video production department. They're now offering professional video production for bands, live streaming, live sessions, podcasts, and just about anything you can imagine. They've also added a creator studio. Maybe you want to take your TikTok or YouTube videos to the next level, or it's time to stop using your cell phone pics for all of your PR photos. Their newest production room is waiting for you. You can also book their in-house video or photography services or bring a freelancer to get the job done yourself. That's space, rehearsal, and recording located just a few short miles south of downtown Austin. They now offer rehearsal studios, audio recording, video production, a creator studio, and more. Go to spaceatx.com to find out more. And take the talent train from Schmoesville to ProTown with space, rehearsal, recording, and video production. Let's get down. Hey, gang, I want to make a quick announcement. Since we started this podcast in 2011, only the last 20 episodes have been available on the streaming services. You had to go back to the Podbean app or to the website, howdidigethere.podbean.com, to access past the 20, last 20 episodes. Well, gang, big surprise. As of now, the last 100 episodes are available on all streaming sites. That includes the From the Vault episodes. All of the episodes, the last 100 episodes from this episode back are available now on all streaming services, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, TuneIn, Overcast, Stitcher. Go there. Whichever one you're subscribed to, whichever one you use the most, go subscribe to How Did I Get Here. Follow us, rate us, leave us a comment if you can, and, uh, and check out the episodes, man. Get out there and enjoy the last 100 episodes of How Did I Get Here on your favorite streaming services. Let's get down. Johnny, I'm your host. Welcome to the show. I hope you guys all had a good weekend, whatever it is you did this weekend. I had a really good weekend, man. I started off, I went down to Houston on Friday and I played in Tomball, Texas at Main Street Crossing with Fastball. I'll tell you what, this is my third gig with them and I finally feel like I'm, I'm, I'm in it. You know what I mean? Like the songs aren't that far ahead of me. Like I'm caught up. I'm in the songs. We even played some songs we'd never rehearsed before and they, went, they came off really well. It was a really, really fun show. That place is a great listening room. I don't know if that's a place for a big, loud band. Um, I wasn't in the audience for the show, but I, it seems like it was it was loud. <laughs> it seems seems like it was pretty loud, but uh, but it was a really, really good time. It was a great show. People loved it. And, uh, and yeah, saw some friends out there. My friends Jamie and June and Brian and Shane, they all came out to the show. Always nice to see them. They're so supportive. Lovely, lovely people. If you're listening, I love you guys. You're awesome. If you're not listening, thanks a lot for not listening to my show. <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm just joking. So uh, so then I stayed at my grandma's house Friday night and Saturday uh, with my aunt, my grandma. My grandma's getting old, man. She's 100, you know. And uh, 
it just it just seems like it's hard. It's hard for her for her to eat. It's hard for her to get up and get out of a chair. It's hard for her to get back in the chair. She fell down on Saturday night when she's going to a room. That was super traumatic. <laughs> I'm I'm just laughing because you know life is just insane. You know, and also like I mean I'm not going to dwell on this very much, but like all of this horrible uh, weather stuff. Like I mean we've been at over 100 degrees for over 40 days now. This is insane here in Austin. It's it's flooding right now in Death Valley, but we haven't had rain since like May. There's a hurricane in, in Southern California. That hasn't happened in 87 years. It's a horrible, horrible wildfire in, my, in Maui. That wiped out that whole town. It's poor people, man. Displaced, tons of death, destruction. And it just seems weird that, that the world doesn't band together and figure out a way to get through this. This is actually like in America, it's a divisive issue. There are people who, who don't believe this is happening. There are people, and I can use him as an example, even though he hasn't talked to me in three months, but before my dad stopped talking to me back in May, he, he was saying that these hurricanes and tornadoes, he thinks are man-made, like by the government. He doesn't believe in climate change, but he believes that's happening. I mean, it's so fucking weird. It's like, where, what, what's going on? Like, until we all get on the same page about this and realize that there's serious, serious things happening and try to save the extinction of our species, of our planet. <laughs> it's, it's uh, you know, it's just, it's scary. It, it seems like it should be a more important issue for everyone, but it just doesn't seem that way. All right. That's enough of my bad news, Johnny stuff. Hey, gang, I want to let you know that if you are uh, in San Antonio this Friday, August 25th, Skyrocket will be playing at Sam's Burger Joint. That's right. Always a good time at Sam's Burger Joint. Get over there. Come see the band. <laughs> listen to us play some of your favorite songs and get your mind off the end of the world. Uh, you can find us at skyrockettheband.com or, or look up Sam's Burger Joint. Uh, it's a great show. I think the show starts at like 830 or 9 or something like that. I think we've been doing it earlier there. Um, anyway, looking forward to doing that show. Looking forward to seeing the the happy. Oh, also, it's an all 70s show. I forgot to tell you that. Yeah, we're playing only songs from the 70s. That's how, the, that's how Skyrocket started out. The K-Tail Hit Machine was our original name, and we only played 70s music. But then we started branching out into 80s music. Speaking of which, we're going to be doing an all 80s show. Uh, I'll tell you the date of that. I, I don't Go to skyrockettheband.com. But it's, it's going to be at 310 ACL Live here in Austin uh, in September. It's going to be a good time. Check it out. Anyway, come out Friday to San Antonio for the All 70s show. I'll tell you, man, I'll be singing Lady by Styx. <laughs> Lady, when you're with me, I'm smiling. That's this Friday, August 25th, San Burger Joint, San Antonio. Gang, I have a great show for you guys today. My old friend Tay Cannon and, uh, and Ryan Greenblatt, from the band Roxy Roca are my guests on the show today. Now, Roxy Roca has overhauled itself as a band. They've changed their sound. They've stripped down like they've got, they don't have a horn section anymore. They stripped it down to just four people. Uh, it's uh, it's uh, Tay Cannon, obviously, singing, and, and Ryan Greenblatt on drums. They're my guests on the show. Quinn Walls, who they recruited from, uh, I think from Atlanta or something like that. They tell me all about it on the show. He moved here just to play in the band. And uh, this guy named Babis Teropoulos from Greece on guitar, who they've been having a difficult time trying to get him over here to be able to stay for an extended time. But he's here 
And uh, their record, Greasy, comes out November 3rd. That's in a while, but they have a brand new single coming out next Friday, September 1st. It's called Life is Grand. I'm going to play a bit of it here on the show for you. You will hear it. And uh, they've changed their sound. They've, they've gone from being like a big funk band with horns and all this stuff to being like a rock and roll band, a blues rock band. In fact, some of their songs even sound like, uh, like their song uh, Yazoo Queen sounds like the, like the cult or something like that. But they're celebrating the release of Life is Grand at Antone's. On August 31st, that's Thursday, August 31st, they're doing a single release show for the song uh, Life is Grand with special guest Amplified Heat. Now, we have a really great conversation about what, what, what's been going on with this band. Like in 2019, they had been touring as Roxy Roca for a long time. You've been, if you've been listening to the show, they've been coming on the whole time of the show. And uh, they were putting out records. They were out on tour the whole time. They were playing in these wool suits. I even saw them one time in the middle of summer at Stubbs, just dying of sweat inside, keeping the suits on, doing the show, but dying of sweat. And then they, they decided in 2019 to put a pause on the band and sort of rethink what they, what they were going to do for 2020. And then obviously everything shut down in 2020. And in 2020, uh, they decided to change direction. They realized, hey, we don't want to be like a funk band, a James Brown kind of tribute sounding band with horns and stuff. We want to go and be a rock and roll band, which is what we feel like is natural to us as a band. So they stripped it down. They got down to basics, a four piece. Uh, They had this guy, Adam Pryor, play keys on the record. But the record's great, man. It's rock and roll. It's a blues rock record. So it's a whole different sound for Roxy Roca. It's a risky thing for a band to do, and I, I applaud them for doing it, and they did a good job, man. You can find them at RoxyRoca.com. As I said, their single Life is Grand, which you'll hear in just a minute, comes out on September 1st. They are celebrating with, with a release show the night before. Single release show, August 31st at Antones with special guest Amplified Heat. So uh, I want to thank Ryan Greenblatt for bringing me this, uh, this chili paste or sauce or whatever it was. He brought it in a little Tupperware thing, and I put it on, on my side. I used it all. By the way, Ryan, if you're listening, it was really good. Thank you for bringing it. Tay Cannon, my old friend, it's nice to talk to him and see him. He put out a, a solo single last year or the year before or something like that that AJ Vallejo produced. And he started moving his, 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 his a whole creative direction into this sort of like rock and roll direction. So without further ado, let's talk to uh, Ryan Greenblatt, the drummer, and, uh, and Tay Cannon, the singer from the band Roxy Roca. Let's get down. Real quick, Ryan, how long have you been in Roxy Roca? Have you been in the whole time for a long time? 2015. Okay, so I've seen you play. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, yeah, but I'm not an original member, per se. Right. Now I'm the second longest tenured person. Right. For, by, by a while. Basically original member, because we've been... <laughs> Things have changed so much since yeah. the beginning, you know. Jake, just make sure you stay up on though, the like side. Make sure oh, we're in the way. Everybody talk about it. That being right said, though, I'm I'm already like the uh, fifth or sixth drummer, though, because you guys had so many different drummers before yeah. I got in the yeah. band. Yeah. So now it's a streamlined version of the band. Tate, weren't you on a while back, right? You put out a single, and then you came on the show. Yeah, yeah. No, I came on <laughs> yeah. when uh, I did that single with AJ yeah. in 2020, the 
Diamonds, the COVID single. Right. Now, were you, uh, was that kind of like because everything was on hold? Because what I was reading is that you guys actually pressed pause on the band in 2019. Like, let's take a breath. Right. Yeah, to do yeah. what? To write and to? Yeah, to write. We were going to write. Um, the band had already been kind of going in a new direction a little bit. We were kind of embracing the rock and roll a bit. Uh, was it 2017 when we worked with Frenchie? Or 20, 2016. It's hard 2016. not to embrace rock and roll when you work with Frenchie. Yeah, sure. you know, he was, pull, he was pulling it out of us, you know. And uh, I think, you know, we still had a horn section when we made the Better Way album. And it, kind of on the back end of that, we started listening to it. And we were like, man, this is kind of a rock record with horns to, to some extent. And, right. But you guys, yeah. I mean, you were touring and you, you basically had, had paved a way for Roxy Roca to work. Oh, yeah. Pretty constantly. Yeah. And that's what it was, though. And you can argue it's like two sides of the same coin where it's, it makes the band sustainable in the regard that everyone can make that their main source of income. But it's the not sustainable sword. because yeah. um, basically since February 2015 through the summer of 2019, I mean, we probably played seven or eight hundred shows something stupid like it that it was crazy six yeah. at least six to seven because we did 200 something a year and then slowly tiered down toward 120 140 mm-hmm. and consciously had, like you guys well ish i mean sometimes shit slows down yeah, yeah and we um well a lot of things we were getting sick of doing like the menu venue thing if you know what I'm saying, like the, the restaurant, yeah, yeah like yeah, where yeah. you come in and you, you know, you're the entertainment. You can sell some stuff, but maybe doesn't move the new the needle in no. your career. Yeah, but it, you know, when you got seven guys on the road, um, those gigs yeah. pay well, and yeah. that allows you. You know, you play maybe like five or six days a week, and four of those gigs, or at least three, would be these three hour. They would feed us and take good care of us, but you know, they're they're dead end gigs. They're yeah. gigs to get you to the next thing. If right. I need like a glorified rehearsal. Yes, and yeah. and you know it's a little better when you're not in your own town, but nonetheless, the sustainability thing, right? You you get a little burnt out, and especially because we've been running the same sixty songs or so, but it had been a long time, especially for Tay, mm-hmm. singing some of the same songs for close to a decade at that yeah. point, and yeah. Uh, yeah, so we 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 did. We said let's pause and uh, write new music and. A guy who used to be in the band had access to a studio one day a week. So one day a week, we would go out um, by the lake to this guy's studio, just like in his garage, mm. um, and start demoing new stuff. And it it started to, to roll really quickly, actually. Yeah. And we had stuff lined up for the spring 2020, and then, you know, just like everyone. And then <laughs> pandemic. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. So. so were these songs, these are the songs that you wrote during that time? A few of them, some of them we had to have fully abandoned. We still had horns at this point, so a lot of them were written like with horns in mind. Some of them were, like some of the ones I had written were like straight up, you know, closer to George Clinton than, you know, like ZZ Top or anything right. like that. Right, right. So um, the new album, we had about close to 20 demos before we called it to the nine that we recorded. And I think a handful of the ones that came from those early sessions in like late 2019, yeah, yeah. early 2020, some of them are there, but a lot of them just had, you know, maybe we'll go back to them and see if we can rock them out a little more. But now we just kind of had to let them go. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, 
I mean, it must it it's weird and it's hard to sort of like turn a corner when you've earned a fan base doing something that people expect you to do when you show up. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Like it's just fucking hard. Yeah. And like starting over I commend anybody that does it like for an artistic reason, like, hey, I, I want to do something that I feel more connected with. But it must have been fucked up because even for me, like when I heard Yazoo Queen, I was like, sounds like the fucking cult or something. Like, I'm just like, what the <laughs> That's hell? That's great. That's what we want to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like nothing I'd ever heard you guys do before right. by any means. Yeah. The next one, uh, the uh, uh, the Nomad, that one's a little, it's it's a little funkier still. Yeah, like yeah. it's a little more like a, like a almost, uh, I'm only using these as references so that people understand where I'm coming from. It's not like it sounds like the cult or it sounds like, Black Crows, but that there's a little bit more like a funky Black Crows song yeah, in the Nomad. for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, those are those are influences. That's all in there. What have you guys, I mean, like what, like what kind of response have you got? Have you gotten like some people that <laughs> freaked out completely? Well, we played like, a show in September of 2022, right? Yeah. yeah. And that was the first show we'd played in a long time. And we tried to get the word out that, hey, this is going to be a little different. Had a good turnout at Antone's and people showed up and they dug it, but it was quite different. I mean, you could see the look on their faces like, wait a second. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I came here to do my yeah. uh, jam dance kind of uh, funk boogie and you guys are rocking out. They could still do the jam dance funk. Yeah, but, no, but I understand dance, how it would but they be were, hard. The eyes were a little big, you know, yeah. but uh, everyone was digging it by the end of the show and afterwards the people we talked to, everyone's on board, you know, we're just telling them like, this is, this is what it is. Right. It's a, it's a creative decision choice and uh we're moving forward with it so well the energy and like a performance i i would imagine are still the same yeah so they're still getting that mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know it's probably more palatable to get to get a different something mm -hmm. so you guys recorded this in houston though yeah uh the studio is called edgewater studios um basically during the pandemic edgewater had reached out to us about helping us they they have a number of services that they do for artists, and one of them is crowd crowdsourcing or crowdfunding. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'd never done anything like that. Um, we're fortunate that we'd been able to, you know, raise our own money playing and saving, and and we're able to pay for all of our stuff. Yeah, but with the pandemic, uh, we'd basically gone down to zero, <laughs> um, and so. I don't know. It was for at least in my mind, it was a little bit of a shitter get off the pod moment where it was like these guys are kind mm -hmm. of throwing us a lifeline. Yep. And they said we we will waive the fees for like leading you through a crowdfunding um, campaign. Yeah. If you will record your album at our um, studio. Huh. Um. And so we you know we listened to some of the stuff that they did and it a lot of it is it's kind of it's more slick than maybe I think some of our other recordings had sounded, you know, like it's a new, they have really nice equipment is what I'm saying. And they have a, you know, they do a lot of country artists and stuff like that. And uh, they've right. done some rock records as well. And it, it sounded, you know, like Nashville, I guess. Is right. Maybe a good, right. Right. Um, so we were kind of like, is that really what we want? But like I said, I think we were just kind of really happy that somebody had like been like, Hey, we saw you guys at the continental in Houston. And we always have had, a lot of respect for you and we're just kind of taking a shot in the dark would you like to work together and um you know the crowdfunding thing they give you this like handbook or whatever telling you like this is how we've done it we've been successful every time and you read it and a lot of it is like oh duh but right. having somebody to like you know yeah, crack yeah, the yeah. whip along. and be like yeah. you need to call everyone you know you haven't yet you need to do this you need to do that and we raise 
uh, more than I thought we would. Yeah. Uh, over 20K. And it, you know, that is Paid what allowed record. us to do the record. Yeah. It, yeah. it was a saving grace at the time, too, because we were in a little bit of a limbo with the pandemic. And right. Even to take a couple of steps back to what you were talking about a, a few moments ago, it was like we were with the big sound change we were debating like name change Mm -hmm. new band like we were all those things were nothing was off the table yeah i mean was there a point where you're just like like before those guys came along what was there a point where you guys talked and you were like i don't yeah i don't know dude of course yeah we we were just like maybe it's well not so much like like bailing on the dream but like you know possibly just starting another band like has it run its course is it time sure but you know then you start to think about all those tours, you know, and all you start that to think about done. like our, yeah. our two trips to Japan would all of a sudden be for nothing because you're trying to build right. those markets. And then, you know, and then you just have those thoughts of like, I remember when you um, would be formally Roxy Roca anyway for the first like two years. Yeah. Exactly. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> you would, you would to an extent. And yeah. I remember when Octoon Baby came out, I w- it was sounded so different to me yeah, at the time. Exactly. And I thought, yeah. well, there's a lot of bands that have pulled off a little bit of a sidestep yeah. into like, Sure. A new direction, and so you should. Yeah, I mean, and we should be able to do that, and make that decision. Yeah, as a band. So I yeah. think any band that's been around, this band was formed in 2010, and mm-hmm. if your band doesn't have any sort of evolution to it by 2023, it's yeah. like what is wrong with you? Yeah, you yeah. know, like yeah. a good example too is uh, you know that band. I think they're originally from New Orleans, the Revivalists. You know that band? I know the name. I don't think. Well, I they started it. out as kind of a suit wearing horn band. Okay, uh, you know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. and I mean, they're doing really well now. But I mean, they're. They're not anything like that anymore. They're, you know, what would you call it? Just it's like pop rock. Pop rock, yeah, yeah. So I mean, they do really, really well. <laughs> yeah, no, they're they're out there now. So yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I mean, I know their name, but I don't. Know. I'm sure I've seen yeah. it in a lot of things. It's a good band, yeah, yeah, yeah good but, band. So, uh, so this is going to be your second show uh, on Thursday, August 31st. The single release at Anton is that going to be your second? That'll be our second show um, as a rock band. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so uh, there's a guy that plays bass, Quinn Walls. How long has he been with you guys? He joined in 2019. 2019? Yeah. Cool story. <laughs> we, were, we were on tour in, um, out in the east. We were like in uh, Charleston, South Carolina at the Poor House. I don't know if you've ever been out there. Mm-mm. But uh, we were playing one night. It was a great show, and uh, we, were in, we were in mid-tour form, you know, throwing down. And he shows up to the show, and he's just standing there watching Afterwards, I get off and he's like, come out to the car with me, smoke a cigarette. And so we walk out to the car and he's like, let me play you something. We get in this ride and he plays me this album. It's really slick, funky, kind of like soul stuff. And uh, he basically had written, produced and played all the instruments on it. Very like Prince, you know? Yeah. And we were just talking. He was like, man, I would kill to be in a band like this. If, if you ever need somebody to play guitar or bass, you know? And I was like, well, we got a bass player, but yeah, let me just get your number anyway. But he did that with like everyone in the band. I feel yeah. like he got like yeah. he got our guitar player to play the second set with his guitar, right. which he had brought to the uh, to yeah. the game. Yeah. And he got our bass player to go listen to music in the car. Like yeah. he was on one, and he's really charismatic. And I mean, this is also I did guess. he move here though? So yeah, so yeah, yeah, yeah. So he so we get back from this tour, and our longtime bass player Eric is deciding he wants to go back to Orlando. He's going to join the Navy and stuff. And so we had another tour on isn't deck. That, isn't that what happened in uh, that thing you do? <laughs> Something like that. Very yeah. similar. Yeah. Yeah. Went yeah, I think so. The Navy. Yeah, I, I think so. so. Yeah. So we uh, we had another tour on deck that we hadn't. It was like in a, a few weeks away, and I just thought of him, and I was just like throwing my hail mary. Texted him and said, "Hey, this is that funk band from 
Austin, Roxy Roca, do you remember us? He was like, yeah, you ready for me? <laughs> I was like, can you learn about uh, 42 songs in like, t- in like a week? And he was like, I got you. And so he started learning songs. And I, I think did he, he flew out and left with us immediately. Right? Yeah, we flew him down, maybe had like one or two rehearsals. And then uh, we were in, you know, we were playing that place Skippers in Tampa or something like that within yeah. like 10 days of yeah, him we just being in the band. Yeah, we the road with him. Did a, did a month-long tour. He's a character. Yeah. But he's great. And I think if you um, if you listen to like the Nomad especially with headphones on, his like, his sonic tone and his, you know, what he does for the music is so present. And I made sure of it. When we were doing the mixes and doing the final mixes, I was like, you need to raise him up. Big time, yeah. yeah. And uh, I had to go find like a, a pop reference. That's that's what they did in the studio. They would be like, "Okay, you want to raise something a certain level? Can you find yeah something in pop? That's good. Or something that's done really well that can has a similar level." Right. So I found actually it was a Kings of Leon because I'm a big fan of their album because of the night. Um, it's like the first one they did where they started to really Get go the, yeah poppy uh-huh. uh, before Sex on Fire. Um, and it's super loud, the bass on that. And, uh, and they were like, okay, we, that, that gives us the green light. We're good with that. Yeah. And, and I made sure, but it's like his growl and his like, I don't know, you know, he's got the gospel R and B background and I think it's really present and it, and it, it gives, uh, our stuff a new shape, which I really like. Yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. great. And you lock in well with him. Mm-hmm. You like playing with him? Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So what's the story with BB? How did you find this guy? I mean, he's pretty heroic. Oh man. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, years ago, probably like 20, 2015, maybe? 2014? Maybe before that. Yeah, yeah maybe 2014. I'm in the band 2015, so. He was, uh, he was in Austin, and he would come out to our shows at the Black Art. Uh, we had like a residency or something. Right. And um, we had a tenor sax player in our band named Nikki at the time that was also Greek. And Babis would show up to the shows, and Nick came up to me one day, and he was like, you, this guy really likes the show, and you, you need to meet him. He's like a hotshot guitarist from Athens, like, you know, he's, he's really good. And so we just started talking and just kind of had, you know, you meet somebody sometimes and you, it's almost like that feeling of like, this is more than just, I'm meeting somebody. There's yeah. like this, almost a glimpse into the future sort of thing. Yeah. Well, had that experience with him and he would come to some more shows later on, see boys and whatnot. But, um, around the time that we first split up with, um, with Errol, it was like, we were looking for another guitar player. I threw him a Hail Mary from, I hadn't talked to him in years, just on, on Messenger on Facebook. and was like, hey, it's Roxy Roca. We're looking for a guitarist. I don't know where you are or what you're doing, but if you want it, it's yours. You know, no audition, no nothing. And he hit me up from Greece and was like, Tay, you crazy bastard. Like, give me 24 hours to think about this, you know. And um, he hit me back like 24 hours later and was just like, I'm in. I'm all in, you know. And so at that point, we just started trying to make it work how we could. He would have like uh, a 90-day travel visa. He would be able to come to the States for 90 days and he'd have to go back. And so we had alternating guitar players. He'd do a tour with us in the States. Um, and then we'd, he went to Japan with us twice. Mm-hmm. Uh, he flew in to do our Better Way album with Frenchie. Like he was just in and out all the time. But we never had an opportunity to really make it work. And it, it wasn't until the pandemic when... Yeah. When, yeah. Um, I mean, when he was here, like we were trying even, you know to get him married to get him to be able to stay <laughs> yeah, here anything know? we could do um because uh just before we if we're gonna get into it the the process to get the the artist visa and stuff um it's like you have to hire a lawyer 
and the fees just to do the processing and application are huge. So right. it's it's a big gamble, and right. and I don't blame uh, BB or Babis for not wanting to put in the money at the time. You know, like in 2016, 17, when we were doing these like 90 day little things with him. Yeah. Because you can put all the money in and they say no. And then that's just, that's it. So, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, in the pandemic. So the pandemic, you know, um, our horn players were the first guys to be like, we think we're going to do other things. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the other reasons why Tay and I were like, okay, you know what? Let's drop horns and let's rock. Turn to rock. Yeah. And then further down the line, um, our guitar player at the time, Austin, who, you know, is like a little brother for me, um, loved the guy. He was going nuts and he started playing with um, some country bands. And eventually that led to him being like, you know what? I'm just going to do my own thing. So he left. And then we were forced or faced with the task of replacing him. And he's a monster player. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that's how we got back to Babis, basically. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So he played on the record, Babis. He did not play on the oh, record. He did not. No, not we met. One, no. We met a guy that was a transplant from. Uh, oh yeah. Many. Uh, from Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Or Nashville by way of Indianapolis. Yes, I guess we're we're. He's great on the record. Yeah, yeah, he played great on the record, and yeah. he um, he he was a joy to. We even wrote some songs with him. It was yeah. great, but it was like more. He had a career in the guitar industry, and it was more like we just kind of we kind of all knew that like he wasn't going to be the long-term guy because he had this he's a guitar pedal showcase guy and um so he was great for what really ended up being just kind of like a session player thing and we were at this stage where we play the anton show and it's like okay i'd start auditioning guitar players and go through all that again and figure that out and it was during that time when i was just really sat down and just like i couldn't escape the fact that like one babis was in greece just kind of like doing his thing but he was not going to reach the world from there right and he's just too doggone good to not do that and then we loved him and i'm just we just had some time to think about it i was like let's just go for it let's just you know make the investment and go for it and it worked and he's coming uh, it's still in the mix it's still in the mix but we're real close it's looking really really good Good. We got a congressman involved now. It's been crazy. You get Lloyd Doggett? Help, no, it's help. a it's a guy out in uh, California, which is okay. what it's all got to come through. Oh, okay. But um, yeah, it's what we went for was the O one artist visa, so it's a three year thing. Oh, that's great. And it's for extraordinarily talented like people. So it's like if you're playing in Sting's band, you would have to get the O one visa. Right, so it's right. like a big deal. But the good thing about it is you get them for three years uninterrupted. Yeah, and that's what we wanted. So it's taken a long time. And it's harder to get. And Did, will he be here by the thirty first? Yeah, he's here. Oh, yeah. he's here. No, he's coming. Okay, he, he, get, he comes in on uh, the eleventh. Okay, yeah, we're picking him up. He's here for a month, and uh, we're going to be rehearsing and getting ready for the show and shooting photos and making videos and doing all it's the exciting. fun band stuff. Yeah, no, we're stoked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So I, I like to use this this analogy. It's just like kind of like we I've been building the ark. You know, yeah. Like I just anticipating the flood with like reckless abandon, just <laughs> like you know, getting a place for us, for Babis, getting yeah. like everything set up for him. Um, you know, working with juice consulting and like, he's our guy, like every, everything is he's coming. We accept nothing other than the fact that he's coming. So yeah. we've been operating that way for what turned into a year. Yeah. Jesus. So damn, it's a long time. Yeah. I mean, it was a long time. Did I don't get, think we were counting on it. We weren't counting on it being that long. And it's just sort <laughs> right. of like the, just happened at this stage in our career it's like we just i didn't want to do the thing where you hire a guy to fill in 
and then you like him and then he becomes a brother and then you got to let him go because yeah, this other yeah, dude's yeah. coming yeah, yeah. and we've been through that sort of stuff so much and it's never what I wanted in a band no I actually found the first email I ever sent out in Roxy Roca and it was like a picture of the E Street band and I, was, I said this is all I want I want a group of guys to stay together forever and play yeah. and that's not been the story for this band no and so like at this stage, many at this stage of the game, we're just like, let's just get our family together and let's make this work. Yeah. At cost. So that's why we've been just writing and, and waiting for them right. instead of playing all the time and hiring people to hire guns, you know? Right. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. I've, I've, I've kind of started a band. I mean, we'll see what happens, but I've, there's a couple of friends of mine and they're like, I was like, Hey, you guys want to play? And they're like, Oh yeah. Like send me lots of songs. I'm like, no, no, no. Like, let's go to a place and like, mess around until we have songs yeah and it's like oh okay and it's weird but it's just hard at our age like mm-hmm. the older you get no one has like just a, yeah sure i'll go spend fucking the next three months right writing a set worth of songs with you mm-hmm. a couple times a week like that just doesn't sound like something someone an adult wants to do yeah. in their life but it sucks because it takes away the fucking magic, magic. of a band yeah it's it's funny that you say that because that's literally the, the kind of like mentality I'm trying to adopt right now for when he does arrive is just like that that like twenty year old mentality of like let's get in a garage and yeah. let's write songs and let's just live this because man we got to have that hunger right hey, look Steve Ferroni is a hundred times the drummer that Stan Lynch is but I don't I don't want Steve Ferroni in the Heartbreakers. I want right. the guy from the band. Right. The right. thing. You know what I mean? Right. Even you too. They're doing those sphere things in Vegas. Mm. It's a different guy. And there's people like even that Rick Beato guy, he did a whole video about how dare they even think about <laughs> taking yeah. a guy out of the mix. Right. It's, it can be important, man. It and is. Oh, it's important to the integrity of the, of the, of the structure. Yeah. You know what I, I mean? Yeah, man. And I just like, you know how like the like the clash, you know, you thought of them as like a band, but you also thought of them as like a gang almost. Yeah. It's like that's exactly. that's in my heart, that's what I always want this thing to be. Yeah. And I'll fight for that. You know, and, and Ryan's the same way. Like he's down like four flat tires now. I don't have to worry about him or think yeah. about him. And Quinn is ride or die. Obviously. And if Babis from... goes through all this <laughs> yeah. and he gets here, yeah. look out, man. Because then you got a group of guys that are like all in. Yeah. And it's like just flipping that you know accelerator back on just being like all right let's go for it it's exciting yeah we're really excited yeah well are you from here ryan where are you from i grew up in houston oh really mm-hmm. where whereabouts uh i went to beller high school nice yeah so my cousin emily okay so i uh we have a loose connection because yes. emily's not that loose anar anar yeah hey emily i'm you know i, I did like a session <laughs> with anar yeah. Sorry, sorry. Go ahead. A few years ago, at the, the Awesome Music Foundation. Okay. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And we yeah. just chatted. Yeah. And my drum teacher, this dude Johnny Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, John Simmons was Emily's drum teacher. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> yeah, so like keyboard guitar. They shop. were in Toy Subs, I guess. No, they were in. Or, uh, they were in. Uh, no, Toy Subs. The Toy Subs guys live here too. Um, oh, they were in. Uh, from now on. Okay. And Either way, though, yeah. we made that connection, and then I was like, oh, wow. And, you know, A&R showed me some pictures where he's got the hair yeah, and shit. Yeah. And um, I was like, okay. And then he told me y'all's story about going out to L.A. and stuff, which yeah. is really inspiring, by mm-hmm. the way. And um, I was like, okay. So, yeah, that's my Houston. That's how our, that's, uh, that's my six degrees to you, I guess. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Houston guy. Houston guy. Did you, did you play Fitzgerald's growing up? I did, yeah. yeah. That's the first, first. well, no, actually the, it, what was it called? The Engine Room? On, oh, yeah, yeah, on yeah. On Pease? That's yeah. the first place I that ever played. That was a good played. place. But then I played Fitzgerald's a bunch of times, too. Yeah. Up and downstairs. 
I love that downstairs. Yeah. I like in the late eighties I started playing there and it was fucking magical oh, in yeah. that room. Even upstairs was really good too, but there was like a <clears throat> it was so shitty down there. Yeah. That it was like there was it was kinda like the hole in the wall front. Room. I didn't Nothing know it was shitty it. though. No, no, that's the, that's the thing. That's where the magic is. Cause you, you're like, fuck, I made it. I'm at Zelda's. Right. (laughs) Who cares? Yeah. Yeah. But those shows are transcendent and the audience is there with you in that same headspace. Yeah. I remember, um, we actually made enough. We had enough people come see us that we got, we were going to get paid. And they were like, (laughs) we need a social security number. (laughs) And I was like, I don't fucking know what that, I don't know mine. Do you remember who it was that was paying you at the time? No, but uh, one guy in the band happened to know his, and I was like, "Yes, we can get this like hundred dollars, <laughs> yeah, or whatever." They were um, my first management company. Oh, wow. they were my like. Mm. She started a management company for my band and mm. this other band called the Missiles. Cool. And, yeah, they still paid. They still fucked us at the door <laughs> all the <laughs> time. And I remember our manager. We'd be like, "Dude, why do we like?" We would open for a band upstairs, and they go play four sets downstairs. Wow. Oh wow. Like we'd play five sets, and we get a hundred bucks. Man. It was just like, what the fuck? What? Well, life. you know, <laughs> we got to negotiate with ourselves. Mm-hmm. We started playing other places around town. We're like, dude, we make so much more in other places. Yeah. yeah. I still can't believe they, they destroyed that place. Was that Gaudi? For nothing. Oh, no, that was no. a band called Panjandrum. Okay. It, it was like a band from like 1989. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. From the 80s. There's still Gaudi stickers out there. Yeah. In clubs. Isn't that weird? And, oh, yeah. And, in the country? Yeah, yeah, and, and uh, topaz stickers and uh, sixteen deluxe stickers. Yeah, it's crazy when you see those. I'll I'll take a picture. I think I took a picture of one and then sent to Frenchie or somebody. It was like a sixteen deluxe sticker in a club. Well, what's that place um, in Mississippi that's been there forever that we played at? That's like it'll stay open all day, all night. Um, I no, believe no. that's where the sixteen Hall deluxe sticker. No. Uh, is it on, in like Biloxi or something? No, it no not Biloxi, but it is on the coast. I want to say, mm. um, whatever. I'll think of it. Yeah. What's the place? The Nick in Birmingham. Yeah, that's yeah. it. That's the, the Nick. The, the Nick. Nick. That's in Birmingham. That's yeah, Alabama. it's still that's there. It. Now that it's place, still there. I, all I do after soundcheck is just walk around taking pictures and mm-hmm. and like look how young, young you used to be, Frenchie. Mm-hmm. Look how young you used to be, Ian Moore. Right. Right. Who else? I have tons of people. Yeah, I that's, think that's I'm, I'm young there too. I think on the wall. Yeah, that place is crazy. Yeah, it's still there. That's like the place where your bandmate. I have a memory. I think Eric, our bass player, he was like the you know he the had, party guy. Well, he was the party oh. guy slash the guy who like forget things. You know, oh. like oh yeah, famously lost a sheet of acid <laughs> in our van at some point. <laughs> that we're like, oh, hope to get my hands on that someday. Um, but I think he like left an instrument at the Nick overnight yeah, you left and the nick there. had not yeah. closed and we had to like leave town real early and we were like oh man are we gonna be able to get back in and like, people sure were enough. still drinking yeah, there yeah. like nine in the morning wow yeah yeah and got his bass or something wild yeah yeah i haven't played there in a while like in 10 or 11 years it's still there it's yeah. still there that's yeah. a rite of passage place it's still I'd there say. You guys, you guys had a booking agent then. You still have a mm-hmm. booking you still still do? Oh, cool. Same guy? Yeah. Uh-huh. Same yeah. person? Okay. That's well, fucking awesome. Yeah. yeah. He was an agent at a different place. He was our guy assigned to us. Then he left. Then and we left with, with him. him. Okay. And That's cool. He's been through some changes, but we now- We jumped a couple places too. We yeah. like went to Madison House with him, mm-hmm. and then he opened his own, and we just bounced around with him. Yeah. But he's doing really well. Um, He's like, I mean, we've. I feel like I can say without any irony, I'm- or whatever. I'm proud of how well he's doing. Yeah. He like he's recruited other agents and they have oh, like a great. real house now. You know? Yeah. Yeah. 
We did that with Skyrocket. We were with an agency and we had a guy and then that guy was like, hey, I'm leaving. And we were like, well, we don't know anybody else. There. Yeah. So we went with him and he started his own thing and it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We fought hard to find him and got him and just didn't let go. You know, it was like, do you, do you plan on like hitting the road again on some? Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, our working plan right now is, yeah. is pretty much like focus on Texas at first again, sure. get Texas going. And then we just, we have our eyes set on Europe. Like we just, that's, oh, yeah. it's a market we haven't broke yet. And it's like really, uh, we have some listeners over there according to the analytics. And then we also just want to like go this rock and roll still alive over there, get on the festival circuit. And uh, we've got some plans in place to make it happen. Just got to get things rolling. That's good. Do you feel like in America, I mean, I, I don't, I feel, uh, okay. Rock and roll as a mainstream mm-hmm. cultural thing isn't as it once was. No doubt. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. But either. the people who live in rock and roll, you can still, like, there's still bands like you guys putting out records. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone from, like, you, Blackheart Saints, me, I play rock and roll, like, people that play rock and roll. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. it's still happening. Oh, yeah. And people are still going to the shows and getting into it. Right. But I was trying to watch Lollapalooza yesterday on uh, on Hulu. Did mm-hmm. you see any of that? I checked it out on Thursday night, okay. and the headliners were not people I was. I like <laughs> tuned in thinking like the Late Show is going to be badass, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was like some pop princess. And I mean, bless you if you love her, but I was just like, no, I'm yeah. not impressed. I don't, I don't really want to watch. Well, I was checking in throughout the day, like to see who what's going on, like what's the, and it was all DJs. Oh, I don't know if it was yeah. like DJ day yesterday or something. It hurts. I didn't, it does. It hurts. I used to bartend at ACL or, you know, do that sort of thing instead of going. At the festival? Yeah. Yeah. And I remember a few times in the last, the la- uh, I guess the last time I did that was probably 2019. Um, I remember walking around, I like GNR was there. So that was like one that I got to see like the end of. Oh, really? Because they had closed the bars or my bar. And I can go watch. But. I remember walking around and I didn't know like any of these yeah, bands yeah. that had these huge crowds <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah. um, and the the players were good. You could tell that they were good musicians. It was just like, okay, this is what new generation likes. How old are you? Thirty seven. Thirty seven. Is it hitting you where you're just like, I don't, I don't know who who are these? Like you watch the Grammys and you're like, who the fuck is oh, this yeah. guy? Yeah, it's, it's hit me. I don't know. You turn on pop radio yeah. and you're like, who? What are these people doing? What's happening? I try to like. Every once in a while, I'll go on Spotify and look at the yeah. charts and just like try to listen to maybe like a single. Yeah, I usually can it. only get through maybe like 30 seconds um, yeah. of like top 10 or I whatever. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure every generation, you know, that's how it goes. You just kind of age out of what's mm-hmm. like really mainstream. Yeah. But that's okay. Dude, I played at Voltset the other night. I mean, this place is awesome, but that place yeah. is for the young. Oh, right. And I did this acoustic show with my friend Joseph, and we played, and there's a, the normal people that come see us, and then just like as soon as we finished, like it was like DJ came on, and uh, it was like, yeah, but it, it yeah, it was like all of a sudden like Grandpa Town, like you felt you felt like a grandpa, like yeah. not even a fucking dad, like I feel like their grandpa, like I'm like whoa, yeah, it's up there with an acoustic guitar moaning about my feelings. Mm. That's not what they're doing anymore. No, you know, it's wild. It's wild <laughs> it out is there. wild. It yeah. is wild. Hey, so uh, who's the dude that played keyboards on the record? Adam Pryor? Yeah. What's his story, man? That guy's pretty badass. That's uh, Quinn Connect. Quinn, you know, Quinn had played 
he would sit in with like Soul Man Sam um, at mm-hmm. the Skylark, stuff like that. He's in that kind of uh, um, that scene here, Skylark and scene. he he kept we kept being like, okay, on the demos Quinn had played keyboard, but like you know he would get a uh, electric keyboard and play the organ on that, right? And right. the studio had a B three, and we just thought, okay, Quinn will just play the the organ on the record, right? But he doesn't know how to do like all the stuff right right and right. so the guys at, at the studio were like we're not doing electric organ you know like we're not gonna patch in you when know when we have this b3 yeah. yeah yeah so then so quinn's like oh i got the guy and we're like okay so we never met this dude <laughs> yeah never rehearsed with him just he's a money. young cat he has like some bona fides though he i forget the guy who's his main gig is but they're always in europe blues guy yeah and he had he had played he's out of chicago um, he played, played with, with Buddy, Buddy Guy. Guy. Yeah, I saw that. He had some. He, he's just got like, he's an old soul for sure. And he comes up. He's really unassuming. And he nailed the entire album. Did the whole session in like two hours, maybe two and a half hours. He was. It was crazy. It dude. was so good. And and he looks like one of those guys that like you're saying you felt like a grandpa and they. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> he would have been one of those cats in there where you're like, who is this guy? He, he walked yeah, in, like sat down, put on headphones. <laughs> And he was like, how are we going to do this? And they're like, well, let's just start the song. And you just got, he played the first song one pass. And they were like, let's <laughs> yeah. just keep doing That's this. That's awesome. Went to the next song. Yeah. Yeah, let's, let's just keep it going. Yeah. yeah. Did some, um, some roads work. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just like. Went to town. Just did a great job. Are you guys going to have someone? He'll be at the show. Oh, he will? He's awesome. still our guy. Yeah. Okay. You know, like. Buddy guy's not busy. Well, yeah. right. Like. <laughs> Um, that was, and that's not his full time gig. He was like a fill in for Buddy Guy's keyboard player, and then I think still pretty cool. But yeah, I think for that sure. Buddy Guy's keyboard player was his mentor, right in Chicago. Okay. Uh huh. And he actually passed away. Yeah, he this did. Past year, I saw that. Uh, yeah. And then someone else is doing the gig. But the guy he plays with is something canon. He's a blues guy from up there. But uh, yeah, they're like always like in Norway or mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, summer festivals. You know, Europe's. Oh, that's, you guys would, okay, that's, because I was like, why would they want to go to Europe? And then I was like, oh yeah, because blues rock does do well there. It does well, and even rock and roll, man, like, if you follow, um, like, some of the bands that are still doing rock and roll really well, and you just follow their their live shows on, you know, social media or whatever, like, take, like, the Rival Sons, for example, Uh love those guys, love them. Are you familiar with them? Uh, No. You gotta check them out. Yeah. One of the greatest rock bands uh, from the United States right now. I mean, killer. Open for Black Sabbath over on, oh, wow. in Europe on tour, but they're just straight up rock and roll. Yeah. Um, anyway, like they went and saw them here at Stubbs. Great crowd, good yeah. crowd there, but you know everybody's just watching. And then you see their shows in Norway, right? Packed, People are going crazy. Everyone singing all the songs back. It's like just hold the mic out and let them sing, kind of thing. Yeah, it's and awesome. they're they're uh, they're from Long Beach, California. They're an American rock band, you know. Yeah. Kings of Leon really kind of blew over in Europe first as well. Yeah. So it's not something that's like really new. It's been going on for a while. Yeah, now. it's a blueprint for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the Midwest, I've, I've been playing with fastball and we did some shows last week in like uh, Michigan and Pittsburgh and those were like fucking huge and awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I can we see that. like, oh, good. It's like hold steady it's country. Yeah. Yeah. Or see Minnesota. It's still the Midwest, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, rock is still alive. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah, I mean it's still alive. It's just not the mainstream thing, and it's, it's not weird. dangerous like it used to be. Like no one, no politician's wife is going to bring uh, bring it to the floor. I don't know, man. I mean, are you about rock and roll anymore? Have you guys seen like these death metal bands whose names you can't read? 
<laughs> you know what I'm talking about? I think I may be a fan of a couple of those. Guys. Oh, really? <laughs> but is that rock and roll? No, I'm just playing. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I've, I haven't listened to it. I've just explored the album covers. Like yeah. I spend my time backstage, like googling, like unreadable band fonts. Oh man! And for some reason, I really like them. I like the. I, I like the idea that people don't want anyone to know who they are. <laughs> when you see like a festival and it's yeah. got like twelve, all of them, the bands. Yeah, yeah it's, it's just a big barely read mess. them. Yeah. yeah. The yeah. thing is, they're all using the same font. Right. That's the other thing, too. It's like Prince like, started so that, right? Different. Yeah. 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 The artist, symbol. formerly known as, yeah. So, um, so you, you're going to play, you guys did like Continental Club in Houston and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. That place is still good. Yeah. Still alive and kicking. So, yeah. yeah. We'll get all those places going again. And where do you play in Dallas? Uh, where do we play in Dallas? The Granada Theater oh, yeah. sometimes. Really? Is That's that, a great place. Yeah, yeah. We'll do like, um, support shows there and yeah got, yeah. To, got to open for tom jones there which was like ah uh, just insane. saw him a few months ago uh, yeah yeah it's awesome still killing it jesus yeah um yeah and bob we play with bob up there some schneider yeah mm-hmm. it's good uh yeah. we played at deep lm art co our company oh yeah that's a right. lot uh-huh. that yeah. was kind of our mid-level mm-hmm. venue um but you know that's kind of in the <clears throat> excuse me in the jam band yeah kind it's kind of, scene. of a jam so band i don't know because Roxy with horns was able to stretch out solo, you know, that kind of thing. And so we were, we could do like a, a little bit of a other taste of that kind of scene. We could play with the jam bands because yeah. we could just stretch it out. But I don't know if we're going to be able to go back there. Yeah. So Dallas has been hard for us. It is hard. It's yeah. not, it's not an Austin. I, it always depends like what kind of band I have, mm-hmm. that, how it does there. Yeah. Yeah. If it's more like accessible and pop oriented it mm-hmm. goes it goes over well there yeah or at least that's the scene that i that's what i've experienced mm. and i have friends that are up there that are always like uh like guys in deep blue something that are like you're not you're not an austin guy man you're a dallas guy <laughs> which weirds me out because i'm like i don't want to be any of that i'm a houston guy really i'm a guy from yeah. like fitzgerald's but <laughs> but like I, I i understand what they mean by austin there's like a sort of like i don't like succeeding is embarrassing right. in Austin. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. The best you can do is be like spoon, mm. like whatever that, whatever that is. I mean, they're great. Yeah. They're doing great. I mean, have, have you guys been... seen them? I just saw them like a, uh, I haven't seen them in probably eight years, maybe longer. Yeah. 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 It's been a little while for me. I the, think I saw them at, in the Waterloo parking lot during South by a few years ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. The, the group that those two guys have now is so good, man. We went to go. I went with them to go see X the other night. You guys know that band? That yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was stoked Man, to see were, that they were. Did you see them play? No, it was but terrible. I, God, I'm not going to lie. It was? Oh, God. Oh, yeah, that sucks. Was oh, man. They played with Super Suckers, right? In Dallas? Or. Maybe so, but they played. Reverend Horton Heat is who it was. Maybe so. Yeah. But they played like uh, two weeks ago here. Were they here one night or two nights? At Antones, right? I think one night. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. I mean, I, I like that band, but they weren't. Uh, like John Doe was happening, it just didn't seem like everyone else was there mm. to, yeah. to slay. You know, that sucks. And she's like a crazy. Uh, she's got her whole political views that she expresses a lot now. Oh, um, I didn't know that. That are kind of not exactly what you would expect from somebody like that. Yeah, <laughs> they're extremely odd and like uh, conspiratorial right wing mm. stuff that you're like, mm. what? Yeah, Exine Cervenka is like so yeah. weird. Aren't you guys punk rock? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I guess that is punk rock. I was now. Say, you know yeah. what I mean? Subversive, right? Yeah. yeah. It hey, is weird. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. I, you know, 
I have that sort of thing like, why can't we just be friends? Why does everyone have to want to, why does everyone think the other person is trying to kill them? Like, sure. I mean, that's where I'm anybody. at for sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. If I met somebody and we were to talk for two hours, you know, what it your, your political views would not be in my top 200 questions for you probably. Yeah, sure. Totally. Just me personally. No, I know. And uh, you guys like Roxy Roca, I know did a lot of sort of private events and shit mm-hmm. like that. Like, mm-hmm. like Skyrocket does. Um, and in those situations, it's not, it's not, it's, it's, it's not normally the like-minded folks that are hiring you to do that stuff. But you, you, you meet all kinds of people out there. You meet all kinds of people. <laughs> yeah. And that's the thing is like, what, what happened to all kinds of people? Mm-hmm. Like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I have a friendship with all kinds of people. Yeah. You know, you don't have to be like, uh, I can't be, you know what I mean? Have you guys uh, encountered that in your, yeah, like we all I, I know have. what you mean. I mean, yeah. for me, I do. I, I meet people everywhere i mean when we're on tour and yeah some people you're like really okay <laughs> you know <laughs> but, yeah but you know that yeah. you end up talking there was this this thing that it isn't happening this year because the place ended up having to close down but skyrocket's been playing this thing every year since like 2012 that is mm-hmm. uh every year except 2020 and this year uh it's it's like a uh, uh what was the thing before the the tea party it was a tea uh, party, started uh, as a tea party thing. But what they do is they're raising money for, uh, for wounded veterans. And they end up being able to get them homes and fucking cars and yeah. guitars. And, yeah, who's against that? Right. Yeah, no yeah. one's against that. No. Everybody's for that, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. so I would end up hanging out because I used to smoke cigarettes, standing outside talking to these people. And you end up talking about like, oh, yeah, man, I saw the cars in like 1985. Mm-hmm. And you just end up talking. Then you realize like, these people, like if we if we if we put the real cards down at the table, they would chase my ass out of here. Yeah. They'd be like, "What the fuck are you doing at our party?" Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that we all belong at all the parties, and the real thing is like the experience that we had at the car is not who we think is president or shouldn't be president. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because like, you never know who, who you're rocking out next to. Exactly and, right. Yeah, but yeah. you're you're enjoying music together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Seen a million faces. I rocked them all, but they're not from the same political party, I'm sure. Right. <laughs> I'm sure some of them are probably terrible people. Yeah. I've always wondered, like, I wonder yeah. what, like, like what kind of criminals I performed mm-hmm. for that I just didn't realize were. <laughs> yeah, I mean, one of, one of my all-time favorite B.B. Um, King um, performances was when he went and played in a prison. And it was just an yeah. amazing uh, concert. Yeah. And they are just like, you know, they were starved for entertainment, man. Yeah. And seeing them light up, and like seeing his banter and stuff go over with them, it was like it's heartwarming. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty awesome. I remember when uh, when G. E. Smith was the music director for the band that played the Republican convention in 2016, <sighs> and like there were people that were like boycott. I was like, how can you boycott G. E. Smith, dude? That's a fucking dude. He's not playing with Dylan. He's not in Holland Notes anymore. Right, brother needs a gig, and I bet that yeah. one pays really good. Yeah, like yeah. He's not doing anything wrong. He's playing music with some playing, other bros. Playing music, yeah. Yeah, you never know. Like, who cares where you are? I mean, music's a pain reliever, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's, it's everyone it needs that. It should be a uniter. Yeah. 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 That's what, that's what we're all out there doing. Absolutely. Let's love yeah. each other. Let's just love each other. Mm-hmm. Hey, speaking of love, you got married, right? I did. Since last yeah. I've seen you. Yeah, I did. Congratulations. How Thank long you. have you been married? Uh, we basically got married at the top of 2021. So, yeah. yeah. Post-pandemic wedding. Uh-huh. Post-pandemic wedding. We got, well, it was 2019 when we got married. I'm sorry, 20, top of 2020. Okay. Yeah, I said 2021. And then you got locked down. Were you together all the time? Yeah, we're together a lot. That's yeah. awesome. 
She had works out. Yeah, she's a she's a doc, so she's got one of those like pandemic proof jobs. Oh yeah. So she was working, you know, on the front lines throughout the whole thing. So shit. That was a blessing for us in a way because we kept kept things rolling, you know. But um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, well congratulations. We're solid. Yeah. Thank you. I saw pictures of her on your Instagram. She's pretty too. So. Yeah, she is. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> and are you acting still? Is it? Yeah. Oh, I guess not. <laughs> I'm still doing it some. Yeah, okay. I still have an agent. If things come along, come my way. Is I mean, the strike affecting you though? That's what I. It mean. is a little bit. Yeah, yeah, they're not been coming in as frequent. I did a Ford truck commercial uh, audition the other day. I don't know if I got it, but also I've been growing my hair out for the rock and roll, and it's like my agent knows I'm not cutting it for any commercials or any shows. So what I've, shows? What shows have you been on? Um, I did an episode of Walker. Yeah. You know, they do shooting that here. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I auditioned. Um, I got a call back on Fear of Walking Dead, but never got on it. Uh, but I was very proud of that moment. So yeah. I auditioned for that show a couple of times and done some indie films and short films and uh, commercials. Yeah. That's so, awesome, man. Yeah, man. It's another way to kick it as an artist and make yeah. a lot of money. Do you, what do you think about that strike thing? Because it, you've done extra work and stuff, right? There's a, like a huge part of that, like with AI, that they'll <laughs> take your face for like the first day and then they'll... You'll be mm, in the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think sucks. musicians need a union is what I think. <laughs> we have one. Just nobody's yeah. fucking on it. Yeah, everybody should be in it because like we, yeah, musicians need help with this kind of stuff, you know. What do you mean with? Uh, I mean, just like it's so hard to make a living playing music anymore. Yeah. I mean, you know, you can't, no one's going down and buying the cassette single for three ninety nine. No. Or the 45. No. You know, so it would be awesome to be able to take some kind of stance um, in the streaming world and. Yeah. Uh, what were we talking about the other day? We were what, like, what a penny would be great, right? Or was it a penny would be a great. penny a stream would be amazing? How about that? And that that does a start. <laughs> yeah. Like well, it would add up, you know. <laughs> it yeah, yeah. It's weird. I you mean, know, ten cents would be like let's party. You know, <laughs> ten cents would be amazing. <laughs> I think ten cents would be. I think that would be too much for them much. to be able to pay out. Yeah, for Probably. sure. I don't, not, I, not too much for us to receive, but yeah, too much for them, too much to, for be them to pay to, out. Yeah. yeah. Potentially, yeah. But yeah, that whole thing is so weird. I've never really made money off of like album sales or that's not how I've lived. So it's yeah. not, it's not like, it's not like, uh, like Scalzo, like, you know, from Fastball, like that dude wrote two huge fucking mm -hmm. songs that mm -hmm. like he lived on and then one day the streaming shit happened and he's like, oh shit, I gotta go play in Paul Miner's country band. Yeah. You know what I mean? Great dude, I met him a couple of months ago. Yeah, he's a good guy. Great guy. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, it's like, I don't, not to go on a rant, and I'm sure there's a lot of professions that are like this where you can like, you, it, it I mean, okay, you make a, you spend hours writing a song, then you spend hours rehearsing that song up for the studio yep. and rehearsing it up for the live show. Yep. Two different two different things, basically. Yep. Then you pay for your record. Then you pay to promote your record. Then you pay to make music videos. You pay to take photos. <laughs> you pay to make multiple music videos, multiple photos, sessions. You you basically pay to do every single thing it's that like you golf. do to stream it for almost free. Yeah. And if everybody, if music is so as important as everyone seems to think it is, something's got to give. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there's. I, I mean, I agree with you. I just don't know how you put a genie back in a bottle. I don't know how you make people not have that many movies and shows on Netflix for fifteen dollars mm -hmm. a month or something. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's well. I don't think that's the issue though, because recently, like Spotify raised their rates by a dollar. Right? Yes, they did. They said that 
there's 250 million people using Spotify who are subscribers. 250 million extra bucks. Yes. So where's that going? Mm-hmm. You know, like Steve I know Spotify. where it's going. It's going to that <laughs> CEO's yeah. fucking paycheck and a handful of other people and some Board of the members, major labels yeah. who are in bed with them yeah. to give them their uh, catalogs. Yeah. And then, you know, people who deserve it, like, you know, Paul McCartney and the others yeah. who haven't sold their catalogs yet. They negotiate with Spotify and they get their own money. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. But that probably still leaves, uh, I don't know, let's say at the low end, $50 million that's floating around that they use on like advertisements to make sure that everyone still keeps using Spotify. Just give us a fucking little bit more money. You know, that's, that's true. All, that's all it is. But there are, but there are like, like 24,000 songs a week. Is that right? Oh, there's more so much new music. Yeah. 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 Being uploaded to it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's kind yeah. of insane too. Sure. Yeah. And I mean, that makes it difficult. overhead I don't know about. Like, right. Right. where are all these servers that hold yeah, all this fucking Maybe they should just charge music? even more for Spotify for a yearly subscription. I don't know. I mean, there, there is what a What do disconnect. you pay for Amazon Prime? You know, it's like $100 right. for a year, right? <laughs> guys want to know a fun fact about Casingles? Sure. Gaudi, our, our single, was the last Casingle that Electra made. Oh, wow. We were That's the cool. last. Uh, they stopped making Casingles after us. That's amazing. Yeah. We didn't sell yeah. enough. They got I love the Casingles. <laughs> As a kid, man, I, I loved them because you just, you know, walk in there. They had the Casingle wall you like pick yeah. off of. And Do you plan on doing vinyl of this? We yeah. already have them. You do? In yeah. Possession. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I was going to say, I, you guys used to come over here and listen to them to test your test files. Yeah. Remember yeah, that? Yeah, 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 we did. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, early on. Yeah, man. Yeah, we just got them in a, a couple of, uh, month, I guess a month ago or so. And, Excellent. Uh, they're, they're beautiful. Ready to... Gold ready Rush to vinyl. Ready to hit the world. In and, Austin, Texas. Yeah, yeah gold, they're great. Gold Rush. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We were, they did our last one too. We were one of their like first five bands to make a, oh, really? an album. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. If you go on their wall, I think it's in chronological order. They have, yeah. or in their their factory. Wow. Where, yeah, we're like the third or fourth one. I like going there. Yeah. Yeah, we played there once too for Ham Day. That's you right. Yeah. yeah. That's good. They're good people there. Yeah, they are. Yeah, Karen. and Karen. They've really done, I mean, talk about another thing to be proud of for your city. What a great um, thing that they're doing. Yeah. Yeah. That's like one of those things. Like, did you guys did you guys go to college? A good college? I, went I tried. To college. <laughs> yeah, she she went to Harvard. Like she's like oh, a Harvard wow. grad, and all this. I and you're like, man, how's this Gold Rush vinyl yeah. so successful? And you're like, there oh you man, people really know. There's people that really know how yeah. to make shit work. I did not know that about her. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, she's. A, I did. She did. It's not like she told me. That, sure. I, there was some article about her in like Austin Monthly or something. Mm. I was like, oh, I know her. What's going on? And I was like, they're oh, outing shit, her. No as, wonder she's so as an academic wow. like together. Yeah. She's Dang. really like, and she runs a tight ship. And those guys, like, they do a big work. Like they were doing. Oh, yeah. a, I remember we were trying to get an AMF thing done there, and they were in the middle of like a giant Radiohead run. Mm. Oh wow, that's uh, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's legit for sure. Legit. Mm-hmm. All right, man. Well, congratulations. So uh, the album comes out November third. So that's a while. Yeah. Uh, but you guys are celebrating the release of uh, the single "Life Is Grand," which is a great song, by the way. Thank you. Appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, man. Yeah, I like what you guys are doing, man. I thought it was cool. I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. We need more rock and roll. Yeah. Yeah. I do. We'll keep it going. Yeah. I think the next one we're gonna just kick the door down. Maybe do like an EP that's just all like in the. 
really rocking kind of. Are you guys into the cult? Because really, when I heard Yazoo like Queen, the cult. there yeah. is there like it when it opens up, it does it has like yeah. like oh yeah yeah I love the cult. Me too. She sells sanctuaries. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's yeah. one of my favorite yeah. rock tunes, man. Love that song. That's a band that I've seen. That's the. It's probably the band I've seen the most. Really? Live. Yeah. That's cool. Especially yeah. over like the last, like for the last, since 1999. Like I saw them three times in a week in 1999. Mm. Like they were doing uh, seven nights at like the House of Blues on Sunset or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And I went for three nights of that. And I saw them like, I feel like I've seen them every time. They're always coming through. Yeah. Like it seems like they're coming through. They were always going to Houston. Mm. I went to Houston to see them with my friend Craig in 2019. That's killer, man. Yeah. Sorry, but I love them. I was yeah. listening to, you know, Seymour Stein, the, the famous, uh, the guy that started Sire Records. Mm. I, don't, I don't know. He passed away a few months ago, okay. but they replayed this podcast that he was on, and this dude was asking him, he's like, so you were one of the guys. Like, yeah, like Jan Wenner called me one day and said, hey, we're going to make a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You want to help us put it together? And he's like, sure. So the guy's like, so who do you think is, he's like, the only band that I would like give my fucking like left eye to have in there is the cult. Mm-hmm. And I was like, wow. That's cool. There's only a few people. Like, I'm one of those people that thinks that, too. Yeah. But I love hearing that kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I, yeah. I remember as a kid, I heard an interview with uh, that guy, Yingwei, you know, Mao Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And everyone's like, so who was your, like, band growing up? And he's like, Deep Purple. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, they don't get nearly enough credit. Mm-hmm. Um, no. And he was like, yeah, that, those guys. Space truck. I mean, that's like, yes, if yes was more rock. You know, like, their, yeah. their ability to play their instruments yeah. is, like, through the roof. And then, yeah, I mean, yeah. I just saw a thing yeah. yesterday with uh, what's his name, Glenn? No, it's not Glenn. What a Graham. Oh, I'm so close. <laughs> anyway, he, uh, Graham Bonnet, Graham yeah, the Bonnet. bass player, singer guy. Mm. Okay, I don't know. He had short hair for a while, but he he was inducted in the Rock and Roll Hall of okay. Fame with Deep okay. Purple. But there was a record that's 50 years old this year, and he's out touring it. And it mm. was like he, David Coverdale had just started singing with the band, and he was singing with them too and playing bass. It's an album called Burn. Oh, yeah. Apparently, Burn is amazing. It's like the best uh, of their albums. Burn, Stormbringer. I'm a big Deep Purple oh, fan. Oh, you too. are, man. Yeah. Uh, Machine Head. Yeah. In Rock, those four. Mm. Yeah. And on those four, it doesn't even have like Smoke on the Water or right, right. Hush or right. any of the ones that they're super known for or Space Trucking, mm. but just like Balls to the Wall rock. Yeah. And also like kind of the Spinal Tappy stuff every yeah, once yeah, in a while yeah, where yeah, you're yeah, like, yeah. like it's like really dramatic kind of uh, <laughs> churchy organ or something. Stonehenge stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really trip out on it. I think it's great. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So do you say greasy or do you say greasy? Ooh. Mm. My Good aunt, question. Christina, says greasy. Uh, I say greasy. Greasy. I guess yeah. I say greasy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So greasy. the album's called Greasy. comes out November 3rd. Uh, the singles Yazoo Queen and The No Matter out now. Life is Grand drops September 1st. There's a celebration of the release of that single on August 31st at Antones with Amplified Heat. And uh, I'm going to say it right. Teropolis? Yep, I think so. Babis Teropolis? Babis yeah. Teropolis. Babis Teropolis. Yeah. yeah, on guitar. Man, see him tear it up and you're gonna man, you're gonna love this guy. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm telling the world right now. This is one of the best guitar players you'll ever see, mm-hmm. Babis. And he comes in next week. You guys start rehearsing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, good man. Congratulations. Thank Congratulations. You. I you. know. I know what you did was hard, and and I commend you, you for yeah. doing it. It's also like, it is also not. It's not great to 
like uh like a name change is always weird because then you did all that work yeah for what right essentially you're still the same dudes yeah <laughs> you know what i mean yeah yeah i think it's fine yeah great job guys Thank you. Thanks, yeah. Johnny. Thanks, Thanks, yeah, thank you. There's so much gold. Nothing left to do but break the mold. Gang, that was Ryan Greenblatt and Tay Cannon from the band Roxy Roca. Their album Greasy comes out on November 3rd, but their single that you're hearing right now or just heard, Life is Grand, drops on Friday, September 1st. They are celebrating at Antone's Thursday, August 31st with a single release show with special guest Amplified Heat. Go to RoxyRoca.com for all of your Roxy Roca needs. Once again, I want to thank Ryan for bringing that, uh, that chili sauce. It was damn good, boy. Damn good. Hey, uh, gang, don't forget when you're checking out RoxyRoca.com, Subscribe to this podcast wherever it is that you find podcasts, be it Spotify, Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, Overcast. Do not go to Stitcher. And if you're subscribed on Stitcher, get off of Stitcher now. Subscribe somewhere else because Stitcher is closing down at the end of this month. All right? Follow us. Don't forget, subscribe. Subscribe. That way you'll get a little alert whenever we drop shows, every Tuesday and every Friday. All right? Thanks so much for listening to the show. This is the rest of the song, Life is Grand, from the album Greasy by the band Roxy Roca. Let's get down. Most of the heat is on Nothing left to do but get her home Life is great Can't get enough A cup is running over Get enough And it's getting closer Life is great Can't get enough Only getting older Get enough Time to live older Life is great Getting in the mood, there ain't no doubt Life is great Anything you want is at arm's reach Ice cold drink and a juicy peach Life is great
Yeah, I, 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 I